I know it's people don't associate themselves with the opioid crisis because they, they themselves aren't addicted to opioids or they know anybody personally, but it is a community issue. Yeah. And so, yes, you yourself or someone you know may not be affected, but you can really be in a, a presence of a complete stranger and save their life and right. save their lives. Yo, what's going on? This is the More Than a Walk podcast, the official African-American male wellness agency podcast. Um, even though I've been doing some thinking, uh-huh. Keith, and I'm really thinking that there's even more stories to tell even beyond the agency. I feel like we Absolutely. might need to really start telling the world about the National Center for Urban Solutions. Yeah, you that's can, definitely a lane that we got to jump into. Yeah, so this may be the last time that you guys hear it this way as the more than a walk African-American male wellness yeah. agency podcast. This may be... The, there's there's definitely an NCUS tech story out there. Yeah, a lot of told. the workforce yeah. stories, the mm-hmm. AUS stories, mm-hmm. the 22 plus. We had somebody in the lobby earlier today, well, last week, and um, she was 55, I want to say, and she was in tears, you know, talking about how like she stopped going to school mm. and she thought it was over for her, that life just was going to be what it had to be for a high school dropout. And now that she has her diploma, she feels like she has a new lease on life. At 55, bro. Hey, that's the my favorite thing that we do here. Like, the walk is great. I love the walk. Mm-hmm. The graduation is different. Mm. Yeah. The graduation is just different, yeah. man. Like, I've been to my share. The graduation is just different. It's I love the different. graduation. It's by far my favorite thing that if we do. If you don't get here. emotional at the yeah, graduation, you're just, like, I don't know, I don't know what, what you're doing here. I don't know what to tell you, but the graduation is special. Always is. The stories that get told. Spark some tears. Yeah. They played Never Would Have Made It. It's a rap. Never Would Have Made It. They played that. It's a rap. Like, and this year so. I particularly felt connected because my daughter graduated yeah, from that's true. this that's year. That's true. So. I forgot about that. Class that's of 2022. True. Yeah. Nah. And then the story that the mom gave, um, I forget the kid's name. She had the two boys that went to yep. the school. I forget their names. Um, I hate that I'm drawing a blank. But they both had uh, – but she just told that story because she graduated with one of the sons. Yeah. One gra- the oldest one graduated, Teflon Hazelwood. There it is, yes. the Hazelwood boys. Um, and so one graduated last year, the other graduated this year, and the mom graduated uh, with the youngest son. Her goal was to graduate with the oldest last year. But she graduated this year, and, man, like, she gave her story and she gave her testimony about just what led to that day. Mm-hmm. And if that, didn't, if that don't make you emotional, man, if that don't make your hair stand up on your arm a little bit, we're just not the same person. And we're, that's okay. We're not the same. And that's okay. And that's it's okay, really too. Not okay. It really, it's, it, not, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay that you, you know, work for us, but... <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. It's okay that you feel the way you feel. Graduation right, right. is... Look, go on somewhere, because that's the type of work that we do. And if you ain't yeah. with that work... And it's not I some really little... Tell you. Fly by night graduation. Like, it's in the convention center. It's mm-hmm. packed out. Like, it's a thing. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's... The atmosphere is right, and the speakers are always really good. Mr. Gregory go do what Mr. Gregory do. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just fun. It's a good time. Nah, so I agree, man. But, yeah, we got to get some more of those other entities on. To, it's more to than a walk, man. More than a walk, It's man. more than a walk. And we really yeah, going to really get into it. Speak yeah. on that for real. Um, I did a poor job of introducing everybody when we first started. I was just excited to yeah, be you know, here in. talking to y'all. Um, obviously, you guys know our co-host, 
Keith Pickett. Yes, sir. Um, one of the emerging leaders here at the African American Mel Wellness Agency across SEUS at large. Thank you. Um, Thank you. We have a returning uh, reoccurring member from the agency slash AUS slash NCUS slash wherever else <laughs> she needs to be at. It's a bunch of slash. It's yeah. a bunch like. of slashes. <laughs> so we got Dana Lavender on with us. Um, we have some very important things that we need to tell you guys about. And then we have a first timer to the show here for, well, I guess the first time I just said yeah, that, pretty just. redundant, right? <laughs> uh, Mario Martin, our uh, new director of operations here at the agency. Yep. 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 Want to uh, say what's up? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Like definitely want to say, um, New to the organization, but definitely not new to the work. There I know go. that's right. That's what matters. That's, that's what real. matters. Yeah. Nah, so I know I say this every episode that this is a very special episode, but that's because the work that we do is special. You, hey, know, you be sounding like DJ Envy. <laughs> <laughs> every guest, like, we got a very special very guest special in the room. Guest um, in the room. <laughs> but you got to understand. Working here, um, everybody here knows like how high demand our time is, and for us to be able to carve out however long 20, 30, 45 minutes to talk in the podcast, like we have to be able to justify that up to Mr. and Mrs. Gregory. Like, oh, this is what we was talking about. Is that cool? And it was like, all right, that's cool. We're gonna dock your, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, um, you know, for us to come and record these shows and and get them out to the people and kind of give the behind the scenes and, and let our listeners know more about what we do here um it has to be a special reason so mm-hmm. that's the reason why i say it i got you, you. Know? i was just saying i was just drawing the, the correlation there yeah it sounded like dj Envy. <laughs> that's crazy um but the reason why i say that this is special um you know on a previous episode mm-hmm. we were talking about you know how the work that we do out in the community it also applies to the work that we do here internally inside of all of us and so like the same way that we have like these awareness campaigns and we have all these um these you know the mental health programs mm-hmm. and whatnot like it's not just for the people that come out to it it's also for us too and one thing for me is that i have uh, tremendously like increased my awareness on a problem that i didn't even know was a problem especially as yep. it pertains to black people um and, and that's talking about like the opioid crisis right. uh, that's going on right now and um and the fact that it is our problem too mm-hmm. I remember even at the walk You know we had the it's our problem too Flyers out and a girl came up uh, Young she was in high school maybe um, Early college age right. And uh, she saw she was like what's that mean I was like oh you know opioids and whatnot. And she was like oh I don't got that issue Let me put that no. back down I was like well you know sometimes like opioid It um, manifests differently than You know the normal ways that you're talking about Like mm-hmm. how about like lean and everything Right like, right right Oh Lean. Yeah, now, let yeah, me yeah. pick this up right exactly. quick. And everything. I was just had that exactly. last weekend or whatever. <laughs> and, um, you know, especially with the increase of like fentanyl and, and all of these different things, um, you know, people are dying in, in real oh. time. Like, and uh, I think Dana has done an incredible job of not only getting the word out to the community about the fact that this is like a real, you know, epidemic that's happening, but also helping to draw the line to say, like, this is how it's impacting us. Directly, so I know that me personally, I care a lot more about this mm-hmm. than I did before I started working here. Before this campaign started, and so that's why we want to go ahead and and uh, talk about this, especially in light of tomorrow's date, which I'm going to let Dana talk a little bit about. <laughs> right? Yeah. Make sure well, I call thank the right you. Thing. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, see, yeah, I'm, not good see I'm not good it's at cool this podcast. I got you. Because um, I'm just like a talker, and I'm just like. 
I do weird stuff with my hands. Mm. I'm a, I know it's like technical stuff. I have to remember, like, don't touch the mic and don't touch the table and don't whatever. She be banging on the I table, know, y'all. Like this issue means so much to me. Yo, you she know? be getting real like into it or whatever. So she I be do. turning her mouth I away from the remember. mic. Okay, yeah. see, look, <laughs> now I'm to too close. Mic. Okay, let me just get you, it together. Anyway, um, yes. So thank you for that introduction. Um, tomorrow is International Overdose Awareness Day, August the 31st. It is that day every year. So there are going to be so many different things happening throughout the city, throughout the day, um, locations to get uh, free Narcan, fentanyl test strips, and um, different community events. We are hosting a community event to honor that day um, at the Glenwood Rec Center, which is on the hilltop, west side of Columbus. Um, I just dropped the address, 6 p.m., 1888 Fairmont Avenue. Um, but also we're going to just have a, the topic uh, for the tomorrow's event is about recovery. Mm -hmm. So, um, we have, we have monthly community conversations around opioid awareness, particularly in the black community. And each time we have an event, we want to focus on a different topic. Mm -hmm. And so last time we talked about fit and all awareness so uh, mm -hmm. we had a group of people come out to um, learn more about how fit and all can affect you even if you're not you know taking it actively you it could be any any drug that you're taking it could be laced with you right. know even marijuana so people are like I don't really take opioids but um, yeah that doesn't mean you can't be impacted by fit and all mm -hmm. um, so what we do know is that black people in Franklin County the um, death overdose death rate has increased uh, by two and a half times more, um, just just with Black people in Franklin County wow. um, from overdoses from overdose accidental overdose deaths mm -hmm. as wow. it relates to fentanyl. Mm -hmm. So that and that's accidental right. overdose. So that information is so important to um, pretty much get out there, and um, at the same time. We um, are continuing to discuss the overall overdose death rate for black people um, that has increased by 52% mm. as well. Um, so we here at the agency are in partnership with uh, Franklin County Public Health uh, in order to create an awareness campaign that focuses on the data and information as it relates to overdose deaths for black people in Franklin County through pretty much through print, through digital, and of course through community events. Mm -hmm. So, and in addition to that, we have also partnered with them to um, to facilitate monthly naloxone trainings and better known as Narcan. Okay. Um, naloxone is the medication, Narcan's that brand of of the medication but people just call it narcan which is totally fine because we all know what you're talking about right. but ibuprofen and advil Got <laughs> right yep. so um we have partnered with them to to, to to facilitate monthly naloxone trainings either in person or virtual and so a lot of community members have come to the training <clears throat> and said they didn't even know that narcan exists mm -hmm. and now they know that it exists now they're trained to use it and then 
they get a free naloxone kit in the mail once they complete that training and they have naloxone with them in the case of an overdose emergency event, they're able to step in and potentially save someone's life. So let me just ask you a little bit about like overdosing and how like all of that works. Right now, with Narcan especially, it's about basically treating an OD after it already happened, right? Yes. Right. So it's not like a preventative. You can't like take Narcan before. No. Okay. No, no, no. So the person is in the middle of overdosing and you're stepping in and this, Mm -hmm. this, Mm -hmm. this uh, medication will help them, could help them survive. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's, but that's what we do is basically train people to be able to use that and get free, get get access to free um, Narcan so that, because the goal is to have every household has narcan with them it's like a fire extinguisher right Mm -hmm. like we should it should should just be that important um Mm -hmm. we literally had someone who went to the training and they emailed me probably a couple of days later and was like uh i went to the narcan training and i was going home from work and i witnessed someone having an overdose emergency like right in front of me so people always think like it can't happen to me i'm never around anybody who has you never know where it could be a total stranger doesn't have to be someone that you know Mm -hmm. um but this person was equipped with the knowledge luckily uh the paramedics had stepped in so they didn't have to go into action, but they mm. were prepared right. Right. if they needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Ms. Gregory has a story as well where someone was having an overdose emergency. And again, they didn't know this person just, they were, they, this person looked disoriented and they were like asking this person questions. And then their friend was like, they're having an overdose um, uh, emergency right now. One of her friends ended up having Narcan with them and they were able to use that. And then of course call the paramed- the paramedics came and addressed the issue moving right. forward, but they were ha- they were able to step in and pretty much save that person's mm-hmm. life. So I know it's, people don't associate themselves with the opioid crisis because they, they themselves aren't addicted to opioids or they know anybody personally, but it is a community issue. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you yourself or someone you know may not be affected, but you can really be in a, a presence of a complete stranger in Save their life. And right. save their lives. And I think the other thing is, more of us know people who are on opioids than what we believe. Yeah. And it's because it's not the dirty back alley drug use that we may associate addiction and mm-hmm. overdose with. This isn't heroin. Mm-hmm. This, this isn't crack in the 80s. These are functioning people who are just addicted to painkillers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's people that are drinking lean, which mm-hmm. is kind of normalized in our community a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Or dipping their weed in. The or lean. dipping their weed mm-hmm. in. It's things that... Our opioids, that because of the lack of knowledge, we're not categorizing it with it. Right. We're viewing it as a as a Caucasian issue, mm-hmm. hilltop, something like that. You know what I mean? But it's more in our community and what we believe, which I now know thanks to Dana. And especially, like, with the rise of fentanyl. Like, yeah. fentanyl low-key, I mean, I'm young, so I'm, this might be a bad parallel. But just looking at the impact on the community, it reminds me of like when crack first hit the street Mm -hmm. and like changed the whole game. Like even somebody that may have been like a casual cocaine user in the past, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I can use crack. Nah, it's a completely different type of interest. Like multiplies all of it, and, and a lot of those this is overdose, an experimental drug. Yeah, yeah a lot of those overdose deaths are directly connected to people who use cocaine. Mm. So that's so you're thinking, I'm just yeah. doing coke. my normal mm-hmm. coke, but it's there's traces of fentanyl enough to stop your heart. 
Yeah, like, fentanyl yeah. is is like microscopic. Like you don't need a lot of it, no. right, to, for it to be dangerous. No, no not at all. So here in Columbus, a young person that used to work with, um, just kind of the exact situation that uh, Dana's talking about was, got some cocaine, small bag. Just when they was buying it, just wanted to get a little taste of it, and that little taste. Hard stop died on the spot. Mm-hmm. Like twenty three years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so it's real. And yeah. like you said, you just don't know what people right. cutting stuff with. You nah. just don't. So if you That's the scariest part, if man. You, yeah, if you're a recreational user, like you gotta know who you with and yeah. who, who you rolling with. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. That's talk a, to folks, man, because it's happening every day. Right. You know what I mean? And like I said, there's just more and more deaths where people just did not know. Just didn't know. Right. Just didn't know. So, and I think that's what makes the whole, especially as it pertains to marijuana, I think that's what makes legal marijuana a thing now. You know what I mean? Because, like, we were having a conversation around it, and it's like, you know, everybody, like, you know, you want people to dump their dealer. And that's, like, a common mm-hmm. phrase around, you know what I mean, getting past it. And, you know, it's it's an interesting thing as as it pertains to legal marijuana, especially in the black community, because we all know people who have fought their legal bouts with Mm-hmm. Something related to marijuana, and now it's legal, and people are making profits off of it, you know. But as it pertains to to like strictly from the safety side, I understand the benefit to legal marijuana mm. because they almost similar it. to the FDA. Yeah. There's requirements, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't want anybody to go to jail for selling marijuana, but mm-hmm. I may not if I was a weed smoker. I may not go that route. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's just like he was just saying. That's not a. It's not a experiment. You can't. You can't get a hit of fentanyl and be like, ah man, never do that again. Yeah, nah, that it's not that kind of game. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's. It's not that. It's it's one and done for the most part. Depending on the amount, obviously. But we know of all the celebrity deaths from Mac Miller. All those people that just was doing what they normally do. Not saying that it was right, but. It wasn't a death sentence either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But now that's the game that we're playing, which makes, like I said, legal marijuana very interesting. Like, yeah. Now, I mean, just a personal story. But I mean, I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast for sure. I don't know if I've ever even talked about it publicly for real. Um, but, like, my dad, you know, right before he died, like, you know, he was having, like, pain issues and whatnot. And so he just got some pain medicine and everything. And that's what led to him dying. Mm. Which like completely obviously changed yeah, the course of my yeah, life yeah, and everything. Sure. You know what I mean? I didn't know that. That's yeah, crazy. It, it's like it it really can hit like anybody. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the question that I had for you, Dana, um, because you know understanding the the utility of Narcan, I think is really like important. You know, in terms of like prevention, and, well, no, not prevention, but treatment and helping to save somebody's life. But what efforts are actively going out right now to like help to drive down you know the use of like opioids and and all of that or is there something that we can do just to be a little bit more preventative does my question make sense more so so you're saying like just how are we just how are we focused on reducing the use yeah so more so what you're speaking of is just being able to First and foremost, we got to talk about, like, the stigma that mm-hmm. comes along with it. Mm-hmm. But then also, um, so we have to, as a people, embrace those who are struggling mm-hmm. and get them connected to the resources that can take them through the steps to like help. Like rehab and everything Right, like okay. and, or just a treatment center. for mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, a lot of um, the issue is around people not coming forward because they feel like they're not going to be accepted they don't have trust for the medical system already sorry 
Are you cool? Sorry. I'm Sorry. trying to do it discreetly. Sorry. 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 So they don't have trust. So we have medical mistrust, you know, within the black mm-hmm. community as well. So people don't feel comfortable getting the, getting getting the assistance as well. So we just have to as um as basically the community connectors, what we call ourselves, because we don't necessarily have the resources here at the agency, but we know we partner with different organizations mm-hmm. who do. So we have to get them more involved in bringing them to the table so that we can build the relationship through through those, you know, through those connections. Like mm-hmm. we don't want to just say, hey, here, go to these resources and get this help. Like we're staying involved throughout that process and in introducing the community partners to people that come to us that need further assistance so that we're kind of like bringing them together so they feel that they can trust this this resource. Mm-hmm. Um, because but like also, if just like a health organization, they're like, yo, come get this training or whatever, nobody's going to come to it. But the same people that did line dancing in exactly. the park, they may be like, yo, hey, and also you should come out on Thursday. We got this free dinner for you, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And you come in, that's when you like teach them stuff. Every single time we have an event, there, and it shocks me even, there is there are people that stay behind to mm. talk to people in mm. that room that okay. said, I'm with Guaranteed. this treatment center, I'm with this um, organization, and I offer these resources. Every single time we have an event, there are someone that stays behind to talk to uh, these individuals that get, get them connected. So yeah. mm-hmm. we've even had people who have come to our event who um, were homeless, mm. and they left. So it's like we're addressing all, like we're addressing different social needs in addition to addiction mm-hmm. and those type of resources. But we're also addressing social needs that are impacting people probably in their substance abuse. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, and so that's that's really where it is in terms of reducing it. Um, of course, awareness that has to continue. Um, just people don't know that they have an addiction. Most times, right. I was talking to. Um, one of our community partners and he said that a lot of people who work at who works at a a treatment center they're also sponsors for the walk but he said most people especially black people that come through those doors they don't even know they're Mm. addicted to Mm -hmm. pain pills because they are like the doctor prescribed this to me so this is not an issue because the doctor but it takes them a while to realize like doctors prescribing you medication for pain you don't have anymore mm-hmm. so this is now another issue yeah so it's always like a shocker like no way like my doctor yeah, gave my me doctor this. Gave yeah. i'm fine like mm, and that's a part of a way nah. deeper conversation yeah yeah so and, that, that's a whole and i think one of you know when we start talking about the uh issue of opioids and drugs and anything that you know negatively impacts our communities and our families um, I think we need to normalize these conversations in our household. Mm-hmm. I think we got to start there with our young people normalizing those conversations because you talk to your kids and you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, one of our friends died a, a week ago. Um, I knew that person. Right. Um, so normalizing the conversation and allowing them to be aware I'm one of those people when whatever I learn, I hear in the community things I've even learned here. Soon as soon as I'm in front of them, we talking about it. You know, we talking about it, and it's like the same spirit that we work with the community. We got to work with each other. You know what I mean? First and foremost, like we've all been touched by these things. And I mean, I don't know a lot of people that don't have a family member. I mean, some people might try to act like they don't, (laughs) but we got family members that's been touched by it. Close friends has been Mm -hmm. touched by it. But we have to talk about it and be open about it. You know, even with our young people. That's so amazing that you say that though, because. I can't even think of a circle of 
people that I've spoken with that someone in that circle is not impacted by what we're speaking of right now. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've just been generally having a conversation about what I do here. And they're like, oh, my cousin Mm -hmm. passed away from a fentanyl overdose. And my uh, auntie's husband passed away from, you know, a fentanyl overdose. And I'm just like, this is this is more common than we we would yeah, like to really yeah, believe. This like, is a this real is, problem. This is like, it's like, life it's, problem. Like, it's like, it goes from like, okay, we're not just saying this. Like, this right. is a problem. And, and the numbers are there. The numbers, the numbers show, are there. Like, there's the, um, the data's there, but mm-hmm. also like, it's not something that's far from us. Like, oh, it's mm-hmm. definitely in majority of the circles that I've been speaking when people yeah. have been affected by this directly. And to your point, Mario, um, yeah, when we were pledging, we had to learn a poem. And uh, my favorite line, I, I'll never forget it, says, like, running from it will not save you. Like, we can try to pretend like it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. We can try to act like, yo, if we don't talk about it, then it'll just go away. But that's not going to save us. The only thing that will save us is bringing it out to the light and actually addressing it for the issue that it is. So that's why, I, I mean, me personally, um, you know, I love all the different initiatives here at the agency, but it's our problem, too has like a, a real like soft spot for me because I think that it's so important and vital yeah. and everything. Um, for National Overdose Awareness Day, um, like is there any like key takeaways that people need to like, you know, what what are people supposed to do to like acknowledge this day or honor it? Honestly and truthfully, we're, I, I focused on recovery because I wanted to kind of swing it in a positive note. Mm-hmm. Every time we have an event, it's it gets very heavy mm-hmm. in those rooms, and it's like, you know, I, I kind of want to bring a different vibe to it. And so, but honestly and truthfully, we all need to just get involved in some type of way. Like mm-hmm. when I say this is it's our problem, like we definitely have to find what what can how can we get tapped in? If it's not through the agency, it's through Columbus Public Health, it's through Franklin County Public Health, it's through Safe Point, it's through Equitas, it's through the many different organizations that are doing harm reduction work and um, all of these entities are having opportunities for you to to get involved so that's the number one thing one now that you know that the day exists because so many people didn't even know that this was a thing um but uh now that we know that the international overdose awareness day is every year august 13th figure out how you can tap in and get connected and share information with your networks of people that you know so that they can go to all the locations that have that are giving out um you know, free Narcan, fentanyl test strips. If you want to volunteer at anything, just basically, how can you get tapped in? How can you get tapped in? And, and, and it can't just be something that you find out about and walk away from. Once gotcha. you are aware of the uh, of the need, you as a member of the community, now you're an advocate. Yep. <laughs> what do Agreed. you do next? This I, think, is, I think, yeah, I think like, yeah. you know, we, you know, we all have a responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. it's all our problem. Um, and I think so I get everyone's busy. Everyone has a lot to do, all those things. But we can all be involved in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not volunteering 10 hours a week, mm-hmm. you know, but maybe you join an organization and you meet once a month and you help them open up avenues to reach and connect mm-hmm. more people. But we all can do something. And I think that's always the overriding message. Right. And we never want it to be where we've lost someone and now we want to get active. Now exactly. we want to get involved, yeah. you know, and we, you know, we, unfortunately we see that, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a problem until, until it is, a problem, right? Exactly. You know, so, and so. we don't want that. You yeah. know? So I think that's the, the beauty in like something as simple as social media. Now your involvement can simply just be resharing a post. That's it. Yeah. 
you don't have to say anything. Everybody's not meant to talk. Everybody doesn't want to go out or don't have the capacity to go out and physically do volunteer work or I can't show up to the events. Just share something that you see on social media. You got a thousand followers, a thousand friends. That's just expanding the reach. You know what I mean? You don't have to say anything around it. That's it. And so I'm going to add another prong. I know we talk about the three prong. You know, we do print, we do digital, and the community events in terms of awareness. But that fourth prong is going to be community advocacy. Like, we're going to spread the word, not just through, okay, you can see the billboards. We have, like, close to 30 billboards all over the uh, all over the city hopefully you guys can take a look at those we have yard signs we have hot cars we have community events we have Mm -hmm. other community events that we're going to to pass out information and um, continue the conversation but that fourth prong of community advocacy Mm -hmm. is basically that person taking it to their network and their network takes that network network. and that's another way that we can continue to get the word out there yeah so Man, this is this has been really, really good, Dana. We greatly appreciate you. So, just for one last time, give us the the rundown of what you got this week. Give us a location, uh, the time, all those things. One more time. Cool, cool, cool. So for tomorrow for International Overdose Awareness Day, I'm sorry I keep smacking the table. I don't know why I keep doing that. <laughs> I need my, my hands in my pockets. There you go. Okay, so we're going to have um, an event at the Glenwood Rec Center, uh, 6 p.m. Um, at uh, 1888 Fairmont Avenue It's on the hilltop Perfect. And we got some free food We got mm-hmm. some giveaways We got a guest speaker That's going to talk to us About recovery So it's it's an hour of your time Really yeah, I try to so. keep my event short It's an hour of your time Right um, Come celebrate uh, recovery with us For International Overdose Awareness Day Tomorrow Hopefully we can see you all there Yeah so come out tomorrow You know we're looking forward To seeing you guys there But then we'll be right back With another episode As we tap into more things About the agency so, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. I'm feeling okay. Woke up on the right side of the bed, y'all. Tell me how you doing. I hope all is well and you're keeping it moving, yeah. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Feeling like a billion bucks. I just copped a new attitude.